Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Because as a lesbian, you can wear cleats casually. You yeah, they don't. You don't have to have come <laughs> from sure. a sporting on any event. kind of grass at any point in the day. Golf cleats, yeah. yeah, baseball cleats, <laughs> soccer cleats. Oh my god! Whatever cleats you want, <laughs> do your thing. That's great. Diking out, sponsored by cleats. Yeah, <laughs> sponsored by a type of shoe. <laughs> I'm diking out. You're diking out. Let's dike out together. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that has taken 96 episodes to finally accept that Taylor Swift is straight. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Sarah York. And today we are diking out with comedian and performer Alicia Goldsmith about chosen families. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, so our next show at Stonewall, for anybody who's going to be in New York, is September 30th. That's uh, a Monday as usual. And we have already an awesome awesome lineup uh we're gonna announce it soon it involves uh the singer of my go-to karaoke song so just imagine how excited i am about this um (laughs) also a couple quick shout outs of things that some of our past guests are doing that are cool that you should check out past guests lauren ashley smith is the head writer of the black lady sketch show which has been out for a few weeks now yeah, on hbo episodes now it's really good yes so and good. i believe britney nichols writes for it too so yep. there's queer content uh in it and it's very funny and it's very great so check that out on hbo also musician pronoun is going to be on tour she has a show in Brooklyn, I think September 3rd, but uh, look her up to see when she might be in your part of the country. Yeah. She's been opening for some really big names. She's about to go on tour in Europe with uh, Dashboard Confessionals. Oh, cool. So um, congrats to her for all the good things going on. Yeah. Yeah. So Alicia, we met at uh, Open Flame Mike, yes. which is like a queer mic at a bar in Brooklyn called Mood Ring that's all about like astrology and everything is astrology themed and it's very so cute it's very cute it's very queer Um, there is a picture of Jillian Anderson in the bathroom we've mentioned this before where she's like her thong is sticking out of the back of her dress (laughs) so that's uh, they really know their audience there don't they they do (laughs) yeah Um, and you know, the, the reason like mics like that are important are because a lot of open mics are trash and I just have a quick story (laughs) I want to share of a mic I went to recently. Um, because this one comic, this was definitely not a queer mic. Uh, this one comic got on stage and just started asking all the guys in the room, like as if there were no women there, there were maybe two women, but (laughs) just like having a conversation about like, Hey dudes, what are your masturbation habits? Uh, on, on a week where you have a big date. So what's your masturbation strategy? And because I've, you know, 
these aren't the things I talk about with my guy friends. So this is all like foreign right. to me that guys have a masturbation strategy when yeah. they have a date they're excited about, but it revolves around them wanting to make sure that when they have sex with the date, which they seem very entitled to, yeah, to thinking like that, that's for sure going to happen uh-huh. that they come super hard. Like oh, the, guy, the guy, the <laughs> guy. So that gross. seems of the mu- so it's like you can't yeah. you can't <laughs> masturbate like that day or if you do it has to be in the morning. Uh, what, is there and, any like, science to back that up? If that actually they were all talking kind of like different strategies, but like don't do it like right before because you really want to have like pent uh, up gross. Uh, it, it sounded like super rapey, L- yeah. like you want to yeah. just be so hungry they, for coming. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that Master sex is a is a given. It's like is yes. it though? Yeah. So I went up after this Uh and commented on how it's amazing how concerned these guys are and focused about their own orgasm without being concerned at all for their partner's orgasm. Uh And uh, and I'm sure that went over well. Yeah. Well, they're they're you know. They, they were fine about it, but then the host of the mic afterwards as I was getting off stage was like, hey, Carolyn, have you ever made a woman come with just your hands? Oh my, oh and honey. I'm like, f- first of all, like rude, asking me all, this in front of a room full of men. <laughs> yeah. But second of all, second of all, I'm like, yeah. Duh. Do you, what do you think I have? Of course. Think we do. Yeah. I'm like, how do you think we stay in business? Of course, <laughs> of course I'm making women come with my hands. Like, yeah. wh- what are you talking about? And he was like, really? How do you know? I'm like, because I'm not an idiot. He's like, yeah. what, what's the secret? I'm like, are you telling me you've never, like, you don't think it's possible? It was like, wow. he didn't think it was possible. And this is like a very attractive, like muscular man. Of who, course he's saying is. this. Yeah. Right, right, and, right. And he's right. like, oh, he doesn't I have to work for it. Mm-mm. No, he, he was just like, oh, I'm just really athletic. So I just like throw him on top of me. And make it happen that way. Are you sure? Yeah, that. And I'm really? like, are you sure? Like, yeah. And he's like, well, what's the secret? And I'm like, pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Communication, bro. Yeah. 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 He's Being like, present. oh, what a douchebag. Yeah. Bag yeah. I'm like, well. be present yeah. and pay attention. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. the secret. And they're, all the guys are like, who? What? And I'm like, communicate. God, Jesus. I cannot imagine. Jesus. Ugh, that is so gross. Speaking of straight women, <laughs> another thing that has been a listener requested thing that we touch on, which. You're welcome, listeners, uh, that I did the research for <laughs> this. Bachelor in Paradise. Alicia, have you ever watched The Bachelor? I've never seen a single episode. Um, I, there was like a black lady on. I watched yeah, the black I remember woman. that, yeah. But it was really devastating. <laughs> um, because it was like so obvious that there was like one black dude they were keeping around just because he was a black dude. And it was like obviously for the storyline. Wait, have you seen, there's like... What is it? Unreal, I think it's called. No. It's like a scripted show in on Lifetime. Oh, about, yes, I watched that. Okay, it's a former producer of The Bachelor yeah, who created the okay. show. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I think I had that in my head a little bit of like, and also my girlfriend has worked in reality TV production, so I'm like, oh, I like know how the sandwich is made or whatever. Yeah. But it was just, yeah, it was devastating. Yeah. I mean, there's so many issues in the show. One, um, the tokenism of black women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, and on men the show. as well. And, yeah. And yeah. Men, but yeah. they've, they've never had a black bachelor. No. 
And as I, far don't, as I, I don't think I, they ever will. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and we're talking like 20 seasons into this show, I think. Tw- 23. Yeah, I think. yeah. 23 or 24 seasons. Yeah, really? Bachelor in Paradise is a spinoff. So I've never had any desire to watch it because there's there's nothing queer about it. Um, to see women, you know, Competing sabotaging for each other yeah. for yeah. a man just sounds like the downfall of our society. Uh, and then I, I know they brought out the, the Bachelorette, but I'm like, yeah, I don't like that ratio of men to women on screen either. No, that's <laughs> that was really scary to yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah. I don't isn't yeah, like it's too much. That like gives one me anxiety. woman on a date with four men, mm. I can't think of anything more dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. And they would they would be like fighting and stuff. Yeah. Too yeah, like much. A, a and house? you know everyone's being fed like a steady stream of alcohol yeah, through these shows. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a house Mm-mm. of like 15 men all trying to sleep with the same woman. What Oof. could go wrong, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyway, uh, I was skeptical, but I did read about it and what happened on Bachelor in Paradise. And at first I was like, I don't care because they're probably just doing it for, for ratings. But basically mm-hmm. one of the contestants who's on Bachelor in Paradise, which if you don't know, it's kind of like past contestants from the shows they all go somewhere in paradise mm. it works a little bit different there's um more of a close to equal number of mm. men and women and they get kind of paired out or paired up um but then two people get left out each time and then they bring new people in and the pairings change and it's like a musical chairs of yeah. um, losers from the bachelor yeah and yeah. <laughs> um but there was one there uh Demi and her she was in a relationship with a woman when she left to come and do this show and they must have had an open relationship or some type of understanding Mm -hmm. so she gets paired up with this guy and uh, the producers bring her girlfriend and fly her into the show and you see them reunite (laughs) and she's so happy to see her girlfriend and it's like very emotional and she tells the girlfriend that she did have like a physical and romantic connection with this guy but seeing her girlfriend made her realize that she was in love with her and wants to just be with her so she breaks up with the guy Mm -hmm. um, tells her girlfriend she loves her and then the show like sets them up on one of like the special date nights by a poolside and this is like prime time on ABC, them showing lesbians in love on a date, making out and treating it the same way that they do a straight couple. So that's why people are excited and freaking out about it. And um, I would bet that there's a lot of like straight women out there who felt a little tingling when they watch that and there may not be there may be some people questioning their sexuality after that i oh, swear sure. that's because that's, that's possibly like seeing something like that on screen is so important especially when you're inundated with so much heteronormative uh you know content all the time yeah mm-hmm. so i i watched a clip of of them being reunited i didn't see the date but it was does it seem like really genuine it seemed very genuine okay. yeah very genuine and very sweet though i was a little bit uncomfortable knowing that the cameras are there and knowing that the producers are probably like yeah Ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah how much yeah. they're mm-hmm. they're kissing yeah. but like you could definitely <laughs> see that it was just like two women who were just so 
happy to be that's great back together maybe that was their whole long game of just scamming a vacation out of these people right Ooh, <laughs> i'm that's I'm what i hope it. that's if what anybody, i yeah i would yeah. totally do that if yeah it meant like do i could just spend a week for free on this resort or whatever absolutely yeah. i'm chad's hand i'm yeah. so pro lesbian <laughs> scamming i know 100 percent scam <laughs> men whenever you scam can scam men and television networks whenever yes. you can uh, Speaking of scams, I know we're not going to give it much time, but Taylor Swift, we haven't talked about it, but she did come out as straight. She did? <laughs> In Vogue. Officially? Yeah. Oh, she, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I have, I've sort of like, you know, you can block people on Twitter. I, mm, I do it in my mm-hmm. own brain yeah. for Taylor Swift oh, content. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I have no more patience. I, I can't. So her album Lover came out today and just a level set, Alicia, I'm not. A big Taylor Swift fan. Let it out, baby. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is she on a jogging playlist of mine? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You should have to disclose that. Uh-huh. I'd like to think that I'm running away from Taylor Swift yeah. as that plays. That's it's why it's giving on your me list. I love that. motivation to run. Um, her album Lover came out today, and as many of you know, we've had Sarah Kendi on the podcast, um, and she is very much on the pulse of all things related to Taylor Swift being gay, and uh, really presented a compelling case that got me invested in it more than I ever thought I would be. <laughs> and it seems pretty clear now that she just really wanted all the attention during pride, which means she's as awful as I initially kind of thought right. she was. Right. She'll um, do anything for attention. That's the whole thing. Her whole fucking career is just a grift for attention. Like yeah. I, I, I get, I sort of get the appeal of her music, I suppose, but I just, this entire thing has been a grab for attention from a fan base of people who are very loyal to people that are queer. You know what I mean? Like, we know that. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think the whole thing was a fucking grift from start to finish. And... I know. And I'm really, I'm really deeply sorry that Sarah Kennedy has invested so much of her time and energy. <laughs> I know. Although she has gotten some excellent, she's created a whole show around it. Good for she her. She has. Uh, I know. I wonder what's going to happen with the. Has anyone checked on Sarah Kennedy? I check oh. on her. <laughs> yeah. I check on her after the Vogue thing. So because okay. they were talking about the you need to calm down video. And she said that she didn't realize that she could advocate for a community that she wasn't a part of. And that's oh what she my said. God. And that that's peak, so clear. Peak rich white lady. So clear. Like she's saying she's not even like bisexual, which oh is what a lot God. of people yeah. thought. Um, so, but everything with just like the hair colors or bracelets that are all like the bisexual pride colors or the pansexual flag, mm-hmm. like all the stuff she's doing that kind of signals, it gets people excited and gets our listeners sending me pictures of evidence yes. and me saying like <laughs> blowing up our inbox with the freaking right. tinfoil hat conspiracy theories That's I mean but, but to me it seems so crazy that you would make a video like you need to come like can you imagine it's, it's not crazy I'm telling you this is all fucking on purpose yeah, she's doing this sure. shit on purpose she's she knows what she's doing there's a team of white gay men behind uh-huh. her making this happen they know exactly how to fucking signal to people this whole thing was crafted in a in the fiftieth story of some skyscraper in New York <laughs> at a PR firm that gets paid a fucking shit ton of money. The entire thing is manufactured start to finish. She is she is like the target of music. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. if if you took like a really cool Brooklyn artsy flea market and compared it to a fucking dollar clearance aisle at Target with a bunch of fucking live laugh love picture frames, <laughs> that's what Taylor Swift is. She's a she fucking is. sentient live laugh love. 
uh, like water bottle that some <laughs> soccer mom has in her fucking Mary Kay pink SUV. I'm so fucking sick and tired of her getting all this attention for like, oh, is she queer? Maybe not. Oh, it was an accident. Everything's a fucking accident to her when she gets called out for it. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. I'm over it. She's no. lame. Move yeah. on. Like, no, there's so many cool queer artists out there. There's so yes. many young people making music. There's so many fucking rad musicians out there. Yes. You got fucking Sir Baby Girl out here going on tour. Yeah. Kicking ass. Like, reaching 10,000 followers on Instagram, go follow Sir Baby Girl and listen to her fucking music instead of this bullshit Taylor Swift crap because you're being fucking grifted to all the time. Ooh, it's yes. annoying. Amen. I can't fucking stand her. I love it. I'm so sick of, pe- her, of her pandering to a young queer audience and then turning around and playing dumb when people were like, oh, did you not realize you were just signaling this entire time? Of course yeah. she did because yeah. her fucking marketing people are genius and they told her to. And right. because the songs that she released first were like very queer baby and queer centered and then the album drops today and it's like a song about um her her boyfriend like london boy or whatever and like lover yeah it, it's like all the songs that are like super hetero and she kept kind of those in the yeah. back pocket because sarah kennedy thought like this is gonna be the album where she comes out right she should have thought that based on all the fucking evidence but, yeah. all the breadcrumbs leading you there all the yeah. little rainbow bagel breadcrumbs that led you there <laughs> so i checked in with sarah and i asked her, <laughs> anyway sarah's doing okay <laughs> yeah like, that's the whole point of this i'm just yeah. worried about her mental health <laughs> i was like is, is it case closed and she pointed me to somebody else. I just picture else. her like literally closing case files <laughs> all over her apartment, like manila envelopes open, papers strewn everywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. and her just like locking them into a file cabinet and turning the key and then throwing the key into the Hudson River. It's so serious. She <laughs> she moved out of New York. She moved yeah, to- she really did. <laughs> she literally had a pack up we and We love move. Sarah Kennedy. Follow Sarah Kennedy on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so she said, um, you know, Dolly Parton has also never come out and has also officially insisted that she's straight, but also says that she shares a bed with her friend Judy. Yes. I didn't Judy's been with her for decades. Yes. I know we've talked about this a little bit, but I didn't realize that they were sharing a bed. They're sharing a life girl. And she never sees her (laughs) husband. Good for her. Jeez. And also, we're not talking about the real, the real, like, the smart person here. Her husband. <laughs> Those guys are living the dream. Are let you me, kidding? The Stedmans Stedman. of the world? Yes. Absolutely. Stedman yes. has his own, I'm sure he has his own, like, guest house. Yeah, I think he does. I think he literally has a separate, like across from the pool. I think he does. It's like a compound. He's living the the dream. dream. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. While Oprah and Gail are off on vacation, Stedman's just like yeah, yeah, putzing yeah. around the compound, yeah. living living his best life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, Checking you know, on turnips, just and stuff. fiddling around with his, his car collection in the garage. He's mm-hmm. doing fine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know shit about Dolly's husband, but he's probably doing fine too. I didn't either. Does Judy have a husband? Does Gail have a husband? I don't think. Does Gail have a husband? I don't know uh, if Gail King has a husband. She has kids. I know that that are like adults, but I don't mm, know. I don't know if she does. He's doing fine too. Oh, yeah. I don't think Judy has a husband. Judy, I've heard, is like a butch dyke. Yeah. But that is... I've seen pictures of Judy, but it's hard, it's hard like, to tell if somebody's like older and Southern or if they're Yeah, that well, is true. White women that all true. age okay. into looking like butch dykes. Yeah. So we... <laughs> I'm just speeding up the process myself personally. But yeah. this with gray hair is every older white lady. Oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, sure. who can be... Sh- I, I don't know, but... I I mean at this point Dolly but Dolly Parton and Taylor Swift are absolutely not in the same category here right because Dolly Parton first of all is like 400 years old uh-huh. she's a legend I'm obsessed with her I've been listening to the 
Brandy Carlisle stories album where she had everyone, all these musicians record covers of her songs. Yeah. She has a cover on there that is the most beautiful song I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm obsessed with the combination of Brandy Carlisle and Dolly Parton. Anyway, that's a whole thing. But Dolly Parton, <laughs> her career, if she, at the point that Taylor Swift is at now, Taylor Swift was what, like 32 or something or 31? No, 29. She, she's 29. I thought she was closer to my age. No, oh, well. 1989 is the name of oh, her. Oh, my course. God. Yeah. Uh, okay, you so she, it, she is turning 30 this year <laughs> or whatever. So... But when Dolly Parton was 30, it was, what, 1912? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It was too long ago. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, she yeah, couldn't yeah. have done that. And right. now, yes. at this point in her life, Why? she's like, fuck it. The jig is up. She doesn't have the energy for the whole PR yeah. circus. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Taylor Swift is at the perfect time for that. If she were queer, which she's fucking not. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's okay to be straight. Like, I yes. just want... It, I mean, well. it's not... I mean, I, feel, <laughs> I, I deeply feel for you, but... Yeah. I... But it's also, like, culturally fine to be straight. Like, you don't have to pander to queer people yeah. or, or put on this, like, queer persona in an attempt to be cool. Like, just fucking be yourself. Yeah. If you're yeah. straight, you're fucking straight, girl. That's fine. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Oh, what were you going to say, Alicia? I was just going to... I didn't and read the... Vo- the mic. I don't really... I'm not up on the Taylor Swifty whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was in an article and was like, just so you know, I'm straight. That's well, I think it's so many words. Pe- I don't know. People I were asking her about her sudden jump into yeah. the middle of LGBTQ <sighs> rights and like encouraging people to write their politicians mm-hmm. and being very yeah. vocal and donating money and like doing good stuff. But it's like all of a sudden you're at this center. Like what made you want to do of that? The center of the conversation. Yeah. And the point is yeah. to be the center of the conversation. Right. Yeah. Well, because didn't she get in trouble because like she was supporting Trump or something? Well, no. she she basically she basically didn't say shit about the election. She didn't say shit during the election. She didn't say shit she until the 11th hour. She didn't want to isolate any fans. Of, oh my God. Right. Yeah. She didn't say shit until the 11th hour of the midterm elections. Okay. In which she sort of, in this bland fucking Taylor Swift way, was like, <laughs> vote for a Democrat. I'm sure that's where her like heart is, but that's not where her fucking money is. And that's right. not where her activism is. Right. And that's not how she's leveraging her gigantic fan base to, and yeah. if she could energize young people to register to vote, not even to sway them one way or the other. Which she did in Tennessee. In Tennessee there was a big yes, bump in Tennessee could, but when again, she, again, like a day late and a dollar short from yeah. the 2016 election, not that it would have mattered, but it's just, it's the way she uses her influence to either to just sort of come down in a very sort of milk toast, like non-committal kind of way to an issue or to quite literally spend all of Pride Month building up a very contrived PR, you know, a yeah. very smart... I, I, the, she, she pays people a shit ton of money to make sure she's constantly the center of attention. I get it. That's her whole fucking career. Go yeah. for it. But don't turn around and act all, like you didn't know any of this was happening. Like, right. oh, I didn't know all these rainbow oh, colors knew. and fucking unicorns and everything yeah. would signal <laughs> 14-year-old queer girls into thinking that maybe I was one of them. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's, like, on Tumblr. Which like, already is just a queer thing to be doing. Yeah. yeah. I she, she's she's <laughs> yeah. in Tumblr there. Is our, is queer grinder. She's, like, really? she's reading everything that her fans are saying about her. She's read all the conspiracies about her and Carly She Klaus. knows what's she, going on. Yeah, yeah, she knows what's up, and she feeds into it. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. whatever. We're not going to talk about her anymore We're not going to spend podcast. 25 solid minutes going on any more rants about her. Yeah. I'm so fucking bored. It's done. Yeah. It's over. But we had to put it to... I had to We're put it out it there. Yeah. We're putting her out to pasture. It's yeah. It's over. She's not queer. Yes. Everyone move on with your lives. No more DMs about her. No Don't more. Don't say, but what about this? <laughs> I'm over it. 
<laughs> DM me about somebody new. Yeah, find someone new. Brie Larson. To, I know, anyone. Ooh. God, any woman in the MCU, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, I will take your Tessa Thompson gifts yes. all day long. Yeah. Yeah. CC me on I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> yeah. I can't. The last thing to talk about before we get into our topic is that the L Word uh, Generation Q trailer came out. I mean, did you watch it? No. Um, I thought it looked kind of good. It really? Was like, yeah. Like, I kind of, as someone who was extremely skeptical for this series, yeah. I actually, I was like, oh, this this is going to be kind of fun. Yeah. Like, That's I exciting. take it that. What did you What did you think? Alice, I guess, is like a uh, a, a TV talk show host, like a talk yeah. show host. Love so that. So that's where they her. went with her. That's fine. She we don't really know cool what's going on with on. Shane. No, because the only thing you see of Shane is her like aggressively making out with some woman. Yeah, it, for mm-hmm. like a split set. It's like a mm-hmm. montage. It's a it's a it's a teaser. I mean, it's not like a full trailer. Yeah, Beth's running for for mayor. It looks yeah. like Aww, her daughter is, is going to be a significant. We see. An- yeah, Angela is that her name? I Angelica. Don't the, I don't know the kid's name. Angelica, uh-huh. I think. Ange- yeah, that sounds right. Uh, oh, I feel. Yeah, that feels correct. That sounds right. Yeah. I, f- I remember being disappointed with the name choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Angelica, the mean girl from Rugrats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, they show. I'm pretty sure that's her in the school uniform. Oh, okay. The private school uniform. That's right. gonna be her, and um, and then a bunch of new characters that we don't really learn anything about, other than one of them seems like maybe they just moved there. Yeah. But the part that made me think, like, yeah, we're gonna get a lot of the same stuff. Was there, there's this like one scene that they do show of the one um, new character with the short blonde hair Mm -hmm. riding her bike the Kristen Stewart type yeah and Mm. some guy like very forced is like hey Hey, sweetie sweetie, give me a smile give me a smile and like the most like forced like not real way I didn't even nail that one line yeah yeah he like did not nail the line it's so bad and then she's like time's up motherfucker and like flips him off I'm like oh Oh, no no. I did I did sort of cringe at that like are they gonna be hitting us over the head same writers in the room yeah Yeah. I was gonna say like that guy did the best he could with that silly line I guess is what I should say yeah because no one says, hey, sweetie, give me a smile. Let's not, they say, they, they'll say something else really fucking crude. But I yeah. just like hate the sequence of words, hey, sweetie, give me a smile. No one says that. Nobody, nobody, nobody says that. Nobody says that. Nobody. And we yeah. live in New York. We know what people yeah. say. Like, and have definitely been told to smile by men many in, different in ways. Different words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But never that never way. Never once that way. <laughs> yeah. Never, hey, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get a smile. No. No. <laughs> yeah. That is a line of dialogue written by someone who's never been catcalled. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's just Leah Delaria in the writer's room. Oh, God. It, you know what? It was, Leah Delaria is the one that said it. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Leah Delaria Honestly. does the catcalling. God, probably. She does. I'm oh, 100%. sure she does. Yeah. 100%. Gross. We've already gone on rants about her on the podcast. I support it. Uh, Thank you. A listener uh, did send us a message yesterday saying that they had just turned 21 and they were going to Cubby Hole for the first time. And they're (gasps) like, they said, is there anything I need to know? I said, if Leah Delaria is there, run. (laughs) Yes. Get out of there. Like, Amen. Uh, are you femme in 21? Don't get near her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And don't use that bathroom. Yeah. Oh, I know. Ugh, I hooked up with somebody in that bathroom one time. I just have to admit that. Good for you. Thank you. It was a, I was in a delicate point in my life. Uh-huh. Just, you know, right after being dumped by someone, which has only happened to me twice in my whole life. Oh, my God. So it was a whole thing. Anyway, it was I've, fine. I've never used the bathroom there. <laughs> it's, I, I, like, 
yeah, it could use some sprucing up. That place in general, I I've know never it's been like, in there long enough to need to use the bathroom. I'm mm. in oh, and I'm you know out. What? That's real. wise. Yeah. yeah. Very wise. <laughs> I have been there for like a drink, I think two years ago. <laughs> It's just, there's too many fucking people there. I can't get in. Yeah, way too many people. Yeah. I used to bartend across the street, so I would, like, oh, yeah. go out and be like, what's it looking like over there? Yeah. Um, yeah, only terrible things happened when I, I actually went in. I work around the corner from it, right, like, currently. Do you? But, yeah, but I just can't bring Mm-mm. myself to go there. Mm-mm. I will say, I think I've been to Cubby Hole maybe eight times. Of those eight times, only one time have I been there for longer than ten minutes. Yeah. That's, it's usually a walk in and then a right. about yeah. face. It's a quick and walk out. It's a yeah. quick trip. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's. I mean, I'm, I know it has people really like going there, but I'm just like, Ugh, they do. It's a thing. I, I would definitely. I would like to go between like four and six. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's, that's a good. Time. Like, give me like a con ed window of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. between four and six, I'd go there for like they have cheap drinks at that time. That's yep. when it's mm-hmm. worth it. But I yeah. can't go late night. No way. Yeah. The last time I was there, my cousin from Texas, who's also queer, was in town, and she wanted to go, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. We went there. We were there for a drink, and, like, some 75-year-old lesbian came over and was like, so I just got out of softball practice. I was like, we need to leave. Yeah. (laughs) We need to leave right now. That's her cue. Yeah. She did it on purpose. She's like, it's too crowded in here. I'm going to go around and do the softball thing, and then I'll leave. I was like, is this a bit? Like, what do you mean? Softball practice? I don't know. Anyway. Mm -hmm. That's so gay to just that's come in and so, declare that's that. Too gay. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, it's too much. Congrats. Yeah, good for you. Was it because mm-hmm. she was wearing cleats and she yeah, don't, just didn't the point. want to invite any questions about why she was wearing cleats? Because as a lesbian, you can wear cleats casually. You yeah, baby. You, <laughs> you don't have to have come for from sure. a sporting event. Cleat it up at any point in the day. Golf cleats. Yeah. yeah. Baseball cleats. <laughs> soccer cleats. Oh my god. Whatever cleats you want. <laughs> Do your thing. <laughs> That's great. Diking out. Sponsored by Cleats. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by a type of shoe. <laughs> All right. Our topic today is chosen family. And I, I think we should start. I think most people know what a chosen family is. Yeah. But let's talk about what is a chosen family. I mean, I just think it's, you know, as you grow older, it's the people who you've chosen to surround yourself with. Like your friends as you, you know, progress through your 20s and 30s and, and you kind of build this like this network of people who you're close you you are you you develop familial relationships with them in a way that we're sort of expected to of people who are actually our family although mm-hmm. most of the time that doesn't work out that way um, especially for queer people especially right. particularly yeah. for queer people yeah mm-hmm. definitely that's how i think of it yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, like network. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. I look at it a little bit of kind of like how in high school you're just friends with the people because that's like you don't really have a choice. But then you go to college yeah. and you're like yeah. always kind of closer with your college friends than you are. Like there's always yeah. like a few people from high school that that you're and still that close with. A lot after high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah just that down shrinks. To like two people. So. But in college, I'm still yeah. like next week. I'm going on a trip with like nine friends from college yeah, because yeah. we still all very much enjoy each other's yeah. company and can still like relate to each other and talk to each other yeah. because you get to choose from more, more people yeah. and, and by finding a college, you're almost like, uh, aligning yourself with people who are interested in the same kind of thing. So same thing with like a chosen family, you're meeting these people mm-hmm. 
in your life through the choices that you're making. So these are people making similar choices to you. Yeah. And rather than the family you're just born into, which you have zero choice. Right. Yeah. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. For sure. I mean, also for me, I was adopted. So I have like kind of doubly zero choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like to be purchased by someone, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, I really want to ask my mom how much I was, but I don't think she'll tell me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's also nonsense of what makes it less expensive. Yeah. 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 I feel like I was a coupon. You know what Maybe. I mean? Because <laughs> I'm like a mixed race, like Afro-Latino situation. There's got to be a coupon for that. Maybe. You know? Maybe Maybe there was a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I feel like somebody was talking about like the levels of who's least expensive. And I think it's me. What? Because I think it was, uh, I, I think, I, it was I think like, it's like special needs. Yeah. Special oh, needs kids sure. for sure. Yeah. yeah sure. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Um, yeah. Are your adoptive parents white? Yeah. Okay. So what, what's your like, what's, give us, give your listeners like your quick background. Yeah. Okay. Your family. Um, so my biological family, my mom is Mexican and Libyan. Okay. And my dad is black. And my adopted family, everybody's just like white. Uh-huh. Um, from Illinois, I grew up kind of in the middle of some cornfields in Illinois. Uh, my brother and I were like the only brown people that I knew. Uh, my brother was also adopted. Um, we don't have the same biological family, but we're like a similar shade uh-huh. of brown. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really it was really weird and really confusing. How old were you when you were adopted? Four days old. Four days old. Okay. So I always knew I was adopted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like Sesame yeah. Street, one of these things is not like the other, but <laughs> I didn't know that I was black. Like I didn't know sure. that. And I would ask my mom, like, um, cause people like, I tell this story all the time on stage, but the first time I ever got my hair braided, somebody in kindergarten asked me if I was black or did I go on vacation? Yes. I've and, I, that joke. and I didn't know the answer. <laughs> and I had to ask my mom and my mom was just like, you know, that doesn't matter. It just matters that you're my daughter. Um, and I definitely carried that like energy with me for too long. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because I always knew like people would always look at us really crazy. Like me and my white mother, or as my therapist says, my Caucasian mother. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I didn't really like know. And I tried so hard to like fit into this family. Um, They're independent fundamental Baptists. So they're like super conservative as well. Like women shouldn't wear pants or make decisions. So all of that was like really confusing. And then also like knowing that I, w- I guess I didn't know what the word queer was, but I knew that I had a crush on Lola Bunny. Right. <laughs> oh, know? yes. It was a hot okay. bunny. I remember. That was a, that was a nice that was a, She was hot. She was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was like the best player, in my opinion, on Space Jam. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so all of that, like really not fitting into my family and kind of 
coming to terms with that as an adult. Like you said, when you go to college and it's like, oh, I'm surrounded by these people who are all also interested in art or TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to have that was like really cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, man. I mean, obviously I can't Mm -hmm. imagine what that would be like, but I've definitely seen it out there where I, I remember once I was at Disney and there was a family there and it was a, a white family with a bunch of adopted kids mm-hmm. who were black and brown and mm-hmm. um and I could just tell they were like so conser- yeah. conservative. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a weird thing. And like some of the things they were saying, it was kind of like erasing the racial identity of the these kids because, you know, a lot of conservative people who are convinced that um, there's, like, no way that they're racist because they don't even see color. People right. who don't see color are fucking liars. And yeah. also, that's the that's the worst way to approach race. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah. erase that. You can't erase like, how the, well, the rest, rest of the, the world, world does sees see. you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Were you raised in, like... A fundamentalist religious like like a school setting or did mm-hmm. you go to a public school okay mm-hmm. yeah I went to a private Christian school pre-k through 12th grade like the same kid that asked me about my hair we graduated together and I remember too like senior year like hey remember when you asked me if I was black and he was like never tell anybody that <laughs> I'm making that my purpose and now it's yeah. on a podcast yeah. where I hope now you're listening guy from elementary school <laughs> yeah um but yeah, the school was like super small and um, super weirdly religious. Like every year we had something called Life Change Week because you should change your life once a year. Yeah. Um, but it would just be like super focused on like chapel and stuff. And like we would have special speakers come in and it would be a week long thing of no classes, just church and school. And the Thursday of every life change week, they would like set up a microphone in the middle of the gymnasium and you could go and like confess your sins to the rest of the school. Oh my God. It was like the cringiest thing. I remember one kid confessed that he was addicted to anime porn. Baby, nobody asked. (laughs) And it was just, yeah. And people would be like, yeah, I like... I think that you all are fake, but I'm going to not think you're fake anymore. And it was just like... That's so dumb. That's the, okay. w- the worst thing you could do. Like, talk about the worst thing you can ask kids at the most delicate mental yeah. phase of their life to do. Like, stand in front of everyone and tell us something you don't want people to know. I, yeah. I never thought I would appreciate Catholicism, but at least they let us do that in private. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like... <laughs> Bury it down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or you they go were like, this don't you booth. dare show any sort of individuality or feelings. <laughs> yeah. They're like, tell tell your crimes in a booth and you never have to repeat it to anybody yeah. again. And it's like, thank you. Oh my I'm gosh. In witchcraft. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. So how much did that, like, when did you, when did you realize you were queer, first of all? Um, oof. I don't know. I, like, I always knew that I was different. And Mm -hmm. I I still don't know if it was like because I was black or because I was queer. I just always never felt like I fit in. The 90 reasons you stood out from everyone else. Right, right. (laughs) So I don't really, I don't really know. I I do know that everyone else knew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When I was in fifth grade, my dad was very, is very weird. He had a computer. This was like when you would get AOL on the Mm -hmm. little like free disc. Yeah. A hundred hours of free internet or whatever. Um, and he wouldn't let me type any. I couldn't type it or use the mouse. I would just be like, can you go to, I don't know, webkins.com mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, 
And somebody passed me a note in class that said, you should go to Jenna.com. And I was like, okay, like, what is that? And I went home and I asked my dad if I, he could go to Jenna.com for me, full lesbian porn site. Oh, oh, my God. And he was like, why did they tell you that? And I was like, I don't know. What are they doing? Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why are those movies the touching? Yeah. yeah, it was. So I feel like everybody knew and I definitely got like wow. called lesbian a lot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. really know what that was. And I think like my mom kind of compartmentalized it as like, because she wouldn't let me date anyways. And so it was like, oh, well, she's a good girl. Mm-hmm. She's not interested in boys. Yeah. Kind of that kind of thing. And then when I came out to her, she was like, oh, well, I always knew. Which is weird yeah. to me to a, for a parent, which happens to so many queers, but for a parent to be like, I always knew, get out of my house. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, Was that the reaction? Yeah. Oh, man. So I always wonder when parents say, I always knew, did you always know or were you always afraid of that? Yeah. Right. And I think it's- Those are two different concepts. Yeah. Two different concepts. Yeah, it wasn't sure. like, I always knew and I was cool with it. It was like, I was always afraid you would be- Or I was afraid of this conversation to right. what we're having right now. Right. Like how many times was she probably praying yeah. that you would find like a nice boy? Oh my God. That was, was, and I think, I don't think, I know it's still her dream for me to marry a pastor. She wants me to be, like that was- She's got to let go up, with that. When you grow up, you're going to be a pastor's <laughs> wife. Yeah. I can make a good pie, though. I feel I'm like sure. Pastor's I'm, yeah. wives are good at that. <laughs> That's one of the things. You have to have, like, the set of glass Pyrex baking dishes mm-hmm. yeah. like, when you're a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sort of grow yeah. into that role <laughs> yeah. of cooking a lot. Oh, totally. Um, how did they, like, how did you sort of, like, untangle that web of, like, fundamentalist religion throughout your queerness? Or, or is it still pretty hardwired <laughs> oh. as far as, like, the actual learnings and the Bible verse and things like that. But like, yeah, but like how I, I'm just always so curious. I grew up in a very a religious, like basically atheist that's household. Um, <laughs> it's been, I've avoided a lot of bullshit. Yeah. That's great. Uh, <laughs> but like, so I'm really, I'm always very fascinated mm-hmm. by like how, because we're already, we're already detangling so much of heteronormative culture. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine yeah. piling on fundamentalist religion on top of that. Yeah. So what was that like? Um, it's weird. I mean, definitely there are still times when like a Bible verse will pop in my head or I'll like catch myself. I'm like, that's fully a hymn. Why am I singing that? Mm-hmm. But also like untangling it in my relationships, I think is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. I'm also a Libra. We really love to be in a relationship and like do everything for the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's something that I really, really have noticed as a toxic pattern of mine to just like, I don't have any needs. You right. have needs. Let's serve those. Yeah. Um, so working to unlearn that has definitely been hard. My girlfriend is like such an amazing person who catches me sometimes doing that and will remind me. Um, we have friends in town and she was like, you don't have to do everything for everybody all the time. Like mm-hmm. yeah. just yesterday. And I was like, you're right. Yeah, that's I'm cool. I'm going to go sit down. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it is. it is definitely... A lot. I think the thing that kind of helped me um, decide that I, or not decide, but like realize that there are other options other than just fully, completely following Jesus the Christ. Um, (laughs) I went to the library. I was always taking, because again, my access to internet was kind of weird. So I would always take CDs and burn them to my computer and listen to them. And I felt like I discovered the Beatles. Yeah. In the library. You know right. what I mean? Like, I have you guys like, heard, of you heard of the Beatles? Beatles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And I remember it's looking back on it now, like I do feel really weird about it. And it's like kind of cheesy. And I have a John Lennon tattoo and I feel weird about having a white man on my arm. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, there was, it was like, I am he is your me is we are all together, whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, like we all are just like together. And like, I don't think, and I remember having this conversation with my mom at like 16 or something of like, she was like, do you believe in Jesus? And I was like, I believe in John Lennon. Oh my God. And Amazing. I believe that like, it's all chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't have to force sure what you believe. That. On. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. And then, yeah, I think I was also always getting grounded over silly things. And I think after she and I had that conversation, I remember that next Sunday I was playing Stevie Wonder in my room and I got grounded because it was like secular music or mm-hmm. whatever. And I think they were just really trying to rein it in. Yeah. Um, oh, but Yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's intense. Yeah. I, I just learned about something. Have you heard of uh, Ark Encounter? No, what's that? Okay. It sounds like a video game, but no, go on. It's not. So, <laughs> uh, a person who I was like pretty close friends with in middle school and high school is uh, very religious. And she went on a family vacation, which. To each their own. But I just had no idea that that this existed. Oh, this is a place. A place. Oh, my God. In Kentucky, they built a quote-unquote replica of Noah's Ark, which Noah's Ark isn't a real thing. I have heard of this. It's not really a replica. (laughs) They just built a big boat. They just built a giant (laughs) non-functional boat. But they talk about it. But they talk about it. Like it's um, this historically accurate thing. So even oh though in in the Bible Noah was six hundred years old, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it's like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I understand why people um, want or need religion in their life. Like mm-hmm. that, that I can understand. What is hard for me to wrap my head around is like this very literal and Baptist religions have a very. Mm-hmm. literal interpretation of the Bible. So it's like, oh, I'm not even going to question that back in this time, of course men lived to be 600 years old and can spend 100 years building an ark, even (laughs) though we haven't seen anything close to that in everything that we've experienced in in this world. So that's, you know, uh, it's interesting. So basically, are there animals there? So it looks like they have like a petting zoo outside, but like the inside, it's a bunch of like fake animals and like right, like mannequins get, of because people. it doesn't work to put yeah. two tigers and, and two yeah, lions yeah, yeah, and two yeah, bears yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and then it said something like they built it to the exact specs that God gave Noah, but <laughs> but it's not like it was they didn't have like units of measurement in the Bible. Right. It was yeah, cubits. Yeah, is what they're calling, oh, oh what's my a cubit? God. Right. So they built this giant like 500 something foot long i i mean it looks crazy uh but i'm like wow like this is um and i'm sure they're a charging slice of life i can't people uh-huh. are making a profit mm-hmm. on oh, yeah. it of well course. yeah it's like 48 dollars for Not an adult tax. i looked into oh, it jesus and uh it's you can also get like a double pass to go to the creationalism museum that's 40 minutes uh. away in kentucky because I don't know why they couldn't build it right next door. I yeah, doubt just quit. they well, had yeah, the room, right? yeah, 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 you there, you're good to go. Uh-huh. Right. They got state funds to do it, and there was a controversy mm. over that, but because they made an argument that'd be a huge draw for tourism for people mm. to come to Kentucky to see this 
giant arc. So anyway, I was just, I'm, I've been fascinated with it ever since yeah. I saw yeah. this because I was like, what is Ark Encounter? And then I'm looking at these <sighs> pictures and then I'm like, those poor kids. I know. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. a boring, a boring <laughs> vacation. That's why. She's yeah, a lovely such human. a boring vacation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I... But the kids are like, can we get a fucking roller coaster? 100%. Can we get like a lazy, can we get like anything with a pool and some water? Right. Kids just want to go on rides and eat sugar and that's And it. have water sprayed at and them. And have water sprayed yeah. at them. Yes. That's... Take them to an amusement park. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad that it took however many years it took to construct that. Because that 100% yeah. would have been a family vacation of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we took one to Wisconsin one year. To visit a church oh. that had maybe 30 members. And that was like the summer vacation. It was like, we're going to so go. So boring. We'll get there Saturday. We'll go to church like five times on Sunday. We'll go to the Bible study. We'll go to the thing on Wednesday. Like it was just a church trip. Just But me, my mom, and my stepdad. I've, I've heard of that before too, of people going to like churches for like vacation. Yeah. Oh man, I'd feel so robbed if I was a kid. Terrible. And, 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 and like those churches that are just in the middle of the woods yeah. or, you know. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. 100% that. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> that is it's terrifying. I'm sorry that that was your experience. I mean, amusement to... parks are disgusting, so yeah. I don't know. Like as an adult, I we could got never our... imagine going to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my friend talked me into going to Six Flags at the beginning of the summer. It was. Oh, was it fun? Very. Fun. I would go to. I would go to a, a, a like an amusement park with production value. Like, yeah. I feel like Six Flags. Like if I'm going to go to an amusement park, it's got to be a big one. Mm-hmm. I need multiple roller coasters where you go upside down. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. And yeah. I also need to pay extra for the bougie like skip the line pass because I also can't experience <laughs> lines. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm not built for that anymore. No. We went before the kids were out, so there was like no line. Oh, Great. good. But my friend is such a little snarky. Dude, like this kid, kid, it's a kid in an amusement park, uh-huh. tried to cut us. And there's, again, one person standing in front of us. This right. kid tried to, and he was like, hey, yeah. get out of here. And I was like, <laughs> just let the kid let cut the kid you. Let the kid get on the Superman. <laughs> the kid is essentially, is essentially in the middle of a heroin high right now. Like <laughs> yeah. their brain, yeah. the endorphins are rushing at a rate that we can't even imagine. Yeah. Because they're about to get on a roller coaster. So <laughs> yeah. just let him go. Don't <laughs> try cutting a line that Cecilia is in. Because really? She Does she will... get mad? Yes. I've never seen Cecilia like snap at anybody, but I would love to see this. I mean, it's kind of adorable because she, it's, it's very unnatural for her to seem like she's mad. So it seems like she's really trying. And then she will kind of like make comments out loud and think she's being sneaky about it. Hoping (laughs) the people over here. And then she's like, should I say something like, (laughs) and you're like, don't Definitely stir the not. pot. I can't with this public interaction. I know. Sometimes it's very surprising that I'm the white one in the relationship <laughs> because she definitely has the let me speak to your manager. Uh-huh. Uh, That's funny. Like boldness about mm-hmm. her, which I like. I never have to ask. I mean, that's cool. For yeah. Me. Yeah. I, yeah. She's yeah. happy to confront strangers. I express. I was in L.A. Uh, over the last weekend and we went to the Hollywood Bowl and we went, we saw, I have to tell you, this is the coolest thing. We saw Jurassic Park, but with the LA Philharmonic playing the music, which first of all, you That's don't realize awesome. how much music is in a movie until there's a, an orchestra there playing it. It was fucking awesome. And there's no music only during the really tense action scenes, which yeah. I thought added like an element. It's an element you don't realize is like, oh, this is cool how they do this movie where there's silence while 
the raptors are like stalking around or whatever. Anyway, yeah. but I expressed frustration with the people sitting next to us at one point because mm-hmm. I think that you should get there on time and everyone should sit down in their place. And if you show up late, you shouldn't just act like, like it's not a big deal. Cause for me, it is a big deal. We've been sitting there for a while. We were on time. This girl, this girl like comes up to us and I just hate having to get up and get out of the, the row and let yeah. people in. Like I really, yeah. I get anxious with that seating situation. Yeah. Which is all events basically. <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> this girl comes up, she goes, sorry. And it's like 15 minutes into the movie. And I just out loud, I went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I got up, my girlfriend was laughing hysterically at that. <laughs> and then I could tell the people next to me were laughing at it too. So I was like, oh, at least I made some people laugh. And she yeah. was like, yeah, sorry. And I went, okay. And I just got up, <laughs> let her in. And then of course she had to get up 10 minutes later to go get some. Oh, like, girl, you uh, are no, on thin no. ice with this entire row of people right now. <laughs> Get no. everything you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the bathroom and then come back. Anyway. You should have to army crawl under the seats. Yeah, seriously. Come and it's kind of like, we're like, ugh, it was a whole thing. But it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good time at live events, I promise. <laughs> oh, man. Um, back to oh, teach yeah. us and families. <laughs> well, I, I do feel like... Uh, for Especially for queer people, that it becomes a lot more of... An, important thing to have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when your family has rejected you for said queerness. For sure. Um, and actually, we, we've had a past guest on who um, was also adopted and mm-hmm. kicked out by our family, uh, Jess from Queer Eye. Did you see that episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were watching that. And my grandma was like, you're, you're like, TV. this is really <laughs> cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's so weird. It's so It's so weird. I remember in high school, this girl, because, like, I'm sorry, white girls are so mean. Yeah, they are. And this girl told me, because she was, like, one of the girls that knew I was gay before I did. And she was like, I bet your mom's going to wish, or I bet your mom thinks she got the wrong one. Oh. And I really, I think that she does think that. You know what I mean? Because, like. I don't know. There should be like a return policy or well, something. She if it's any label. condolence, that white woman is probably aging like a ghoul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she probably looks like oh, she's turning into a goblin who sells yeah. body wraps on Facebook. 100%. Yeah. Uh, uh, rude. Yeah. Uh, that's very. She's part of my chosen family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> speaking of that, I was talking to someone about this the other day about being called a lesbian. Uh, when when I was younger, mm-hmm. and kind of, I'm still not sure whether it was just like that's the go to insult, or if it was really that there was something behind it, where there was something kind of lesbian about mm-hmm. me that made people pick that thing. Like, because even my sister would call me like a lesbian or a, a dyke, and I would call her a PMS bitch, and like, yeah. those are, <laughs> but I would never call my sister a lesbian, and not. Right. Not because I didn't think that that was like a mean thing, but but that didn't seem to be like something that would hurt her. Right. But people either thought that, but my sister thought calling me a lesbian would hurt me. Yeah, maybe? I think that was kind my of sister's the, very it was sweet. kind of the go to no. insult though when we were like, <laughs> but middle school when we were like elementary middle school was it the go to insult though. Just for well, people I don't know. Right, I, mean, I, I, I only really <laughs> playfully got called a lesbian by my best friend. She would like make fun of me. She was like okay, lesbian. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, And then it turned out to be incredibly true. Uh-huh. So, we laugh about it now. <laughs> but, like, yeah. 
It, yeah, like it does seem like it. Sometimes it seems like the kids who were mean to us were onto something, like they were on some higher level of thinking. When really, they I think were just reaching for words that they thought would hurt. Because at that, when you're 12 in the late 90s, being called gay is like an insult, you know? Yeah. But my friend, the one who went to Ark Encounter, mm-hmm. she used to call me a lesbian. Really? And she was the one who said that if I if I didn't make out with a guy soon, that I was going to turn into a lesbian or that I would definitely be a lesbian or something like that. And it gave me mm-hmm. like a lot of anxiety around the fact that I wasn't like making out with guys yeah. or like very... Well, joke's on her. You went to, to Disneyland for vacation. <laughs> she went to fucking the big churchy boat. Cool. Ooh, did you get a t-shirt? <laughs> did you get a snow globe in the gift shop? I hope fucking she nerd? had fun. I hope she had fun reading all about the facts yeah. of, of Noah's Ark. Yeah. I got to eat cotton candy and go on Magic Mountain. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Honestly... I feel like I have so many questions for the Noah's Ark tour. Like, where do I know, the yeah. Go? Like, wh- <laughs> how do you how do you get a job there? They answer yeah. they answer all those questions though. Like they like they know they reject like it's real science. Yeah. They reject science. <laughs> well, yeah, but we'll use science yeah. to figure out. Well, they call it science, <laughs> right? But, but they use science to figure oh, yeah. out like mm-hmm. how this Ark situation would have worked. Like how. Can we justify like a family surviving for right. this long on this boat yeah. with Surrounded all these animals uh-huh. while the entire world is flooded? Yeah. Yeah. What's everybody? Because it wasn't like 40 days and 40 nights or something. Yeah. What are we eating thing. here? I know. Yeah. Oh, Where's the poop There's going? a whole system. I would love to go and just grill them with questions. <laughs> I would too. Yeah. You'd have to plant them though. I couldn't walk in and do it or they would know that I was like there to make fun of them. But if you got some really <laughs> precocious, like, 12-year-old, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. ask all these questions. Yeah, yeah, ask them about the poop. I'm very interested in the poop. Clearly. I feel like if you put on the right sweatshirt, they would just think that you were a Midwestern. That um, is if I true. Put on the right, well, I could, look, I could definitely. I mean, you are Midwestern. Am, yeah. <laughs> like I said earlier, all white women age into semi-butch lesbians. Yeah. So I could just put on, like, you know, my. I could put on, like, a pair of those those jeans that like that have the bedazzled Florida de lis on the butt yeah yes. and then mm-hmm. use a lot of hairspray in my hair mm-hmm. and then put on like a like a some sort of crew neck sweatshirt that says like hockey mom on it there yeah. you go like I could be a mom of a, a sport for yeah. sure you look like totally a big purse. Right yeah. big purse big purse yeah lots You're of good. stuff in it totally mm-hmm. fit right in you're like uh, the the mom on Rugrats, <laughs> Phil and Lil's mom. Yeah. Oh, I loved her. She was so queer, by the way. She was yeah. so queer. Phil and Lil were both queer. But, I think but, they, but like, they, if you had a cosplay, a straight woman, that would yeah. be an amazing... I know you're not into Halloween. I could be. But I right feel you could <laughs> nail that Halloween I costume. I could be Phil and Lil's mom for sure. So well. Thank you. I would love to see like a current day depiction of them and Phil and Lil are like both bisexual like both mm-hmm. musicians and yeah. like super rad yeah. I would love that yeah, for yeah. sure yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is an improv exercise where every once in a while we go back to yeah. the, <laughs> the sure, inspiration sure. word we're gonna um, do this exact thing at the pit everyone come see us yeah <laughs> So do you spend holidays then with friends or how much do you see your fam- your uh, family, your Caucasian, yeah. Yeah. Your Caucasian, Caucasian mom versus um, your chosen family? I uh, haven't seen my mom in a couple of years. Okay. Um, which sucks. I definitely grew up being her little mini me and loved her so much and was like sure. so devastated that I couldn't be the pastor's wife she wanted me to be. Um, but 
Yeah, we kind of had a reconciling. And then when I, because I was, I dated a man and she was like, fixed it. Yeah. Um, and then um, I told her about my current girlfriend when we first started dating a couple years ago. And then it was like, JK. Um, <laughs> so I haven't seen her in a minute. Um, yeah. But I always, I love, I love hosting. Having Thanksgiving at my house is my favorite thing. Having my friends over for that. Um yeah, but this year, I'm actually really nervous. This year is the first year I'm going to go to my biological family's house for Thanksgiving. Oh. And I'm okay. really, really nervous. Wow. But I think it's going to be really beautiful. Have you you've met them in person before? Yes. Okay. Yes. I met them, mm, what, like five years ago now? Six years ago? Yeah. Um, and that was obviously like a super trippy experience. I am a tiny, my mom. Yeah. Like, we, yeah, it's really, really weird to meet. Like your biological, and and see physical resemblance in someone. Yeah, and I guess it's not even so much physical resemblance. Like, we have the same brain. Oh, wow, cool. And she's, like, super, like, she is so open. My aunt is um, gay and, like, has a wife and kids and, This family sounds rad. I know. Can I come to Thanksgiving with you? (laughs) (laughs) Where do they live? My mom would be so open to it. They live outside of Chicago. Oh, okay, so still in, like, the Illinois Mm -hmm. area. Great. Right, which makes me feel guilty because it's, like, kind of close, but... I mean... Do you know how how she feels, like... like your mom, like your the ca- Caucasian mom? No, no, your your biological yeah. mom. I I mean, I don't know what her political leanings are, oh, but so like she, her favorite thing is to rant on Twitter about the current alleged president. Or yeah. Like she, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like fully with it. So that must be like she and my like, mom could share memes all day. About Trump. Yes. Yeah. She loves it. She loves it. I She's mean, always like, gun control is the most important. I'm like, yeah. Uh, turn the caps lock off. Because on one hand, you want to be thankful that somebody, you know, as, as religious and whatever as your Caucasian mother was, mm-hmm. she did raise you yeah. to be, you're an awesome, cool person who, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to be thankful for mm-hmm. all of those things and functioning in the way of, like, roof over your head. Right, yeah. right. Three Races. square meals yeah. a day, yeah. you know, making sure that, that you were safe and the things that, that you would want. But then it's, like, the other side of it. It was yeah. like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Feeding and sheltering a kid isn't quite enough, you know, yeah. if, you're not, if you're not embracing who they are. And Accepting yeah. them and, and supporting them. Right. Yeah, which parents yes. love to say, we love you unconditionally, but then you kick your gay kid out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I know that it's it's something that obviously is, like, hard for both of us. Sure. Um, you know, like, feeling, because I am so grateful for both of my moms, my biological mom made an incredible sacrifice I could never in my entire life imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, honestly, both of them, like, sharing me and stuff. But I do know that my biological mom is, like, also as hurt and as mad as I am yeah. about, um, yeah, being disowned and the things that follow that and or whatever. Like, I know that she is gets, like, she gets so upset. It's so funny, um... My, I have a biological brother, and he was saying, like, that we aren't very... It gets to, like, a certain point in the night, because we both are very good at drinking, me and my <laughs> biological mother. 
And so we had one of those like big bottles of wine and yeah. we like lugged the whole thing. It was my birthday. And then ended up like on the kitchen floor, like holding each other, just like crying of like the years we've lost and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, you guys are fun up until the point. Because <laughs> then <laughs> yeah. you just are like, I can't believe what happened to you. I can't believe what happened to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's weird. And it's a weird thing to reconcile, which makes like, you know, chosen family yeah. so important. Because it is like that, that unconditional love. And mm-hmm. not that, I mean, your friends can still fuck up and do shady things or whatever, but you, you don't know. have the baggage, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. With chosen family, it's yeah. like you don't have, and, and you're picking them in a place where you've learned a lot of lessons already through life. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of, this is your chance to form these healthy relationships on your terms mm-hmm. um, in, in a way that, yeah, you're making sure that you're putting yourself in like a safe situation with people that you can, um, that you can rely on and yeah. get those things that, um, I mean, even if you like, we all have family trauma, no, no matter what kind of family totally. You grow up in life is trauma. Being yeah. a human is traumatic. Yeah, uh, this world, particularly a queer person, it's fucked up. Yeah. There's just a yeah. baked in. There's baked in trauma. It doesn't it's, matter. Right. It's, it's, right. The, it's one of the key ingredients. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I don't know. I think like the <laughs> the meaning of life and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the most important thing when I think of like what's most important in in life. I think it's like the connections we make with other people mm-hmm. and sharing like love and laughter I think that that's just like Mm -hmm. the best things in life and and what life is about and if if you find the people you can do that with it doesn't matter that you're not most people don't find that with the people that they are that they consider their actual literal family Mm -hmm. yeah like I have I've you know a few people but like I'm not but not the entire group no way yeah um and I think that it's especially re- relevant going into the holidays. Like I love that you're spending mm-hmm. Thanksgiving with your biological mom. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think the holidays place a lot of pressure on us to like spend time with family mm-hmm. when like really I, most of us don't even want to. Like yeah. I have like my, my mom and stepdad and like that, those, that small group of people I definitely want to spend it with, but yeah. I really don't with my extended. And it's just like, why can't we just fucking spend it with who we want to, right. you know? It's yeah. like, it sometimes feels like, especially queer people get that sort of that kind of like free pass around mm-hmm. all that shit sometimes if yeah. we do rely on our chosen family and if we only have our chosen family then we're like yeah sorry sorry fuckers I'm spending it with these awesome people that I'm choosing to spend it with yeah, yeah. I don't know it just feels like it feels to me like holidays should be spent with the exact people you want to spend them with no more no less but so many people some people our age, for sure, go through that, like, yearly slog of, like, sitting at the table with their racist uncle, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with the the cousins who were problematic and things like that, and just people you don't relate to anymore. And it's okay to not relate to your family. Yeah. For it's sure. fine. Like, I, I know people struggle with that, of, like, my, my parents or my grandparents or extended relatives or whoever don't embrace my queerness. It's like, well, maybe they're just never going to. Mm-hmm. And that's when friendships for us are so important because our friends do often become our family yeah. Yeah. in that way. Anyway, that's my rant about chosen family. I think it's awesome. And <laughs> you should go for it. And don't try to change the family that you have because it's probably not going to happen. It yeah. isn't. I'm trying so hard to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my therapist gave me the homework to write my mom a letter because my cousin has a wedding. It's like a whole thing. You need to come home. We haven't been home in full years. Um, 
so I'm trying for the millionth time to like explain like blackness and queerness and why you shouldn't have voted for Trump and all of these things. And I kind of got to the point in it where I'm just like, I don't really, I don't think that this is going to do anything. And like, maybe she'll never understand my perspective. I'll never understand living and breathing Jesus the Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's okay, and maybe it's it's okay to just, like, wash your hands with people and move on. Yeah. You know, especially as adults, you can make your own decisions, and if you're not depending on your parents financially or anything, there is just no fucking incentive to putting yourself through that all the time with these people who, yes, they raised you, but there's more to it than, like I said, to, like, feeding and clothing a child. You have to do more than that. Yeah. And some people just don't. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel more guilt about not throwing my own Thanksgiving for my chosen family this year Mm. than I do for any of the years I haven't gone home. Like my friend, my dear, dear friend, Ben, I'm like, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving this year? You want to come with me? He's like, no. (laughs) um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. Do you do holidays every year typically with your Mm -hmm. chosen family here? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Because I, you know, I'm I'm from Illinois. I'm supposed to be a pastor's wife. Like I love making things homey and making things nice. I'm full Dorinda from New York Housewives. But um, yeah, yeah. so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think it'll, it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Your biological family sounds like a blast. They are. Oh, my That's God. That's so cool. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Well, thank you for sharing all yeah. of this with yeah. us. <laughs> for sure. So interesting. Um, so now we need to wrap up, though, and get to our listener question. I've been dating this guy for a few months now, and we are kind of obsessed with each other. He just met my parents, and they kind of like him. <laughs> He's a little clingy, but I still like him at least as a person. The only thing is that I just started listening to your podcast and I love it. And I've started questioning whether I am more into women than men. So many um, of the things your guests have said have resonated so well with me uh, that I think I should break up with him. Now the question, how would you suggest breaking it off and trying to get out there more? I'm super introverted and can't initiate conversation. So it like progressing. Okay, so she's made up her mind. Yeah, made up her mind. Okay, good. She went yeah. from like, I have this great boyfriend yeah. to like, tell me how to break up with yeah, him. Yeah, wow. I'm glad you uh, got honest with yourself yeah. as you wrote that email. By the way, this is a Patreon question. Just uh, a reminder to our listeners, if you're a patron, uh, your question jumps to the top of the line. Yeah. But Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I think you just got to fucking break up with him, girl. Yeah. I don't even know what to tell you. Like, and, and that would, I would say that if you, there were any reason why you wanted to, if you were just like, I don't know, I'm just not into him. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. break up with him. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. I think be honest with him. I yes, think it's okay honest. to to be honest, even if you're still in this questioning phase. But just tell him let, you're in a questioning phase, and yeah. you're just like, I, I want to explore yeah. that. that. That's you need, totally you need okay. to explore. He'll probably it. be better with that than if you were like, if you met some dude and you're like, I'm bra- I'm dumping you for some guy. If you were like, yeah. I am trying to you know explore my sexuality. I think I might be attracted to women. Perhaps that might be a more palatable reason for him not that you need to worry about pleasing him at all in this right. process but yes you don't owe him anything I think, right i think he might be less traumatized by the truth in this case yes. than anything yeah. else yeah so, and also like if he can't handle the truth then that's then it's such an easy out exactly you know? like sorry bro he might yeah. really disappoint it's not gonna you happen with yeah. whatever he says yeah you know exactly 
And don't worry that he's met your parents because parents will <laughs> have to deal uh, with yeah. this for, I mean, my parents my have parents met have, all my exes. My, and, my parents met my most annoying ex of all time <laughs> about a year ago. Oh. So it's yeah. fine. It happens. Mm. They'll, they'll get over it. Um, and it, you know, it seems like he's fine, but it also sounds like he's not the one. Like, don't be afraid you're yeah. losing your soulmate or anything you're not. like that. So just, you know, uh, go get yourself out there. And I know you said that you're you're introverted um, and have troubles initiating conversation. I mean, online dating can can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah. You know, being behind a, a phone if you're shy. Yeah. yeah. An online you. community helps a lot. Um mm-hmm. You know, it kind of going about it the same way you would if you were dating guys, too. I mean, it's it's really not that different. It's a matter of how we meet people is a little bit different, you know, yeah, which yeah. forums to use. I don't know if there isn't any context about her age, but, um, yeah, like, there's all kinds of places. There's, like, personals on Instagram. Like, look that up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's ways to do that, but ultimately, um, ultimately what it comes down to is just, you just, just, break up with the guy yeah. it's okay and be honest with him I'm sure if he's a good person he'll you know he'll take it in stride it's probably not the first or last time he's gonna go through a breakup in his life Truly. and it's not the first or last time for you either yeah it's a totally normal thing to go through for yeah. sure and when in doubt in terms of conversations and being afraid to initiate conversation just try to get to know people yeah. just like ask them about themselves and yes you keep asking questions can't go wrong yeah just, if you see That's someone who's interesting, <laughs> yeah. If you see someone who's interesting, ask them about yeah. themselves. Find out who they are. Whatever. Don't go into everything thinking like, oh my god, this is like a make or break. Or I'm trying to pick up. Just try yes. to get to know someone in the most like simple way, casual way ever, yeah. and then see where it leads. Yeah, but don't, don't go put so much pressure on yourself. Like pressure. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Take the pressure off of everything being a potential romantic connection because most of the time it's not going to be. And if it is, great. But just. Just go easy on yourself. It's going to be fine. And also, we are so honored. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is really just about us. So I know. Thank, thank you, you so for much for giving flattering us, that. us. Um, <laughs> This Alicia. is the fuel I needed to get through the day. <laughs> Where can people find you on social media or come see one of your shows? Yeah. Um, Instagram, at that kettle is black, like the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> and on Twitter, at Alicia Goldsmith. Cool. And Great. show stuff will be there. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you can find us at Diking Out on all forms of social media. Uh, you can follow me at TGI Carolyn or at Every Gay Susan if you're interested in my <laughs> Every Gay Susan Instagram project. Her PhD project. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> dissertation. Uh, I'm at the Sarah York. And you can also... Um, find us on patreon yeah patreon.com slash diking out that helps keep keep this train moving and uh that is where i will be giving all of my personal uh life stories away including how i met my new girlfriend if you want to hear that Yay. just a couple bucks a month you. and you're good to go I'm i don't mind shilling my personal life <laughs> i know what this is honey not checking <laughs> if you got it yeah exactly <laughs> thanks so much for diking out with us dike out with us next week bye bye, bye. bye. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.